1: said it before and I'll say it again, this may be the most action-packed, entertaining show we've ever done. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob, Casey's out today, Ethan Hatcher's in for Casey. Last hour was all the Greg Pence, Suzanne Crouch drama, old Fredo and Silent Suzanne got caught with their hands in the cookie jar making that backroom deal and, well, Suzanne came out and threw Fredo under the bus and then, I think last night, Ethan, we'll get to this in a little bit, I think I may have been publicly threatened by an elected, of, or not elected, an appointed official uh, that they were going to weaponize or would weaponize their power against because they didn't like this radio show. Popular guy, this keeps happening. Uh, look, I mean, I will, <laughs> we'll read that and let the public interpret that for themselves here in a little bit. Uh, but one other thing that's going on, and I think this is fascinating, is, and we talked about it a little bit last hour, Ron DeSantis' inability to find traction inside the Republican Party. And what's Fascinating to me, and this is really, it's never happened before where an individual was warned not to get in. I mean, say what you want about Trump. Trump told him, do not get into this race. If you get into this race, I'm going to eviscerate you. And I we talked about this on the show at the time, laughing about, well, you can't make your choice based on what one guy who wants to be the thing that you want to be says. But thus far, it appears Trump was not making an idle threat, and he's been correct in his ability to eviscerate Ron DeSantis based on the fact that DeSantis, not only can he not get any traction to move forward,
2: he's moving backwards. Well, um, he obviously wasn't an idle threat, and we didn't believe it would be, um, but I I do think that this was DeSantis' moment. He had to make the call now. He couldn't wait around another four years. It was, you know, this or nothing. So, if he's going to lose now, then that's what clearly was meant to be. Isn't it interesting, too, and I don't remember
1: this, I mean, it it obviously kind of happened with Trump the first time through, but we're we're basically eight years on on this, and this is still working, where Uh. there is no way to score points against the guy. And I look at this from a recovering politician perspective that if you can't score points on the guy, then you can't beat the guy, and if you can't beat the guy, then what... It's got to be just completely demoralizing and depressing that no matter what argument you make, and these are arguments that have worked against everyone else in recorded political history, but they don't work against Donald Trump.
2: It's a baffling phenomenon. That was something I was trying to ask you during the break is what went so drastically wrong with the Republican Party between now and... And 1988 Because I was trying to imagine Like a Ronald Reagan Referring to his vice president As little, you know, George H.W. <laughs> Bush Or any of the assorted nonsense That Trump engages in on a repeated basis As recently as 2008 Let's not forget what a goofy character George Bush seemed like at the time You know, uh, 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 B- Bush Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, but now he seems like a sober statesman In comparison So even as recently as 2000. What happened where the Republican Party just went completely off the rails that now this kind of behavior flies? I don't I don't understand.
1: Well, okay. so I think there's a couple things at play here and I don't want to turn this into some sort of history lesson. But I do think this is important, which is number one. A lot of people what looks okay? here's a great example. When I first started at this radio station seven years ago. I was way outside the mainstream in terms of the things that I was saying, and it was hard. Luckily, I'm so wildly entertaining and charismatic that my broadcasting ability was able to pull past some views that I had that were completely outside of the mainstream in terms of telling people what the Republican Party is and how they govern and holding the mirror up for people to see what was actually taking place. And it took me a long time, and thankfully our bosses here believed in me and the different type of style I brought to the table and they stayed with me. But when you compare where I was when I started to where I am now, which is so many people, especially people who listen to this radio station who are informed people recognize, the Republican Party is a party of pathological liars. They are the party that default supports the cabal and the establishment. They are the party of big government. They are the party of unaccountability. They are the party of cronyism. Look, the Democrats are a dumpster fire too and but we expect that from them. We expect them to be awful. And I think what has happened in the modern era as the internet and social media has given people the ability, like-minded people, the ability to find each other is people have caught on to what the Republican Party has become and the colossal failure sure, of the Republican sure. Party. And I think in many ways, Trump in, in as a figure... As represents a, the the left behind and forgotten about and the disappointed. You can just, you can say that's ridiculous if you
2: want, but I think that's what's going on here. Well, you've hit on something that I I have hit on which is Trump exists more as a symbol as a concept than he he does as a reality because sure he might uh you, you know uh, uh represent or stand up for the disparate in concept, but did he drain the swamp in actuality? Did he build the wall in actuality did he do any of the number of things including lock her up remember those chants that he promised to do I don't I don't think so he might represent and I agree with that you know conceptually the idea that he stands against cronyism sure I and I I support that anybody who stands against that yes I would support but when he was given the opportunity the swamp creatures retain power They thwarted him at every turn and he, you know, shrugged his shoulders like he did with Fauci.
1: Okay, it's interesting you said that because Ron DeSantis was uh, in New Hampshire and he was he was uh, some sort of town hall type meeting for one of the local TV stations up there. There's a room full of people. He's getting asked questions by a moderator and responding. And he talked about this exact thing.
3: So here's the thing. These insults are so phony these insults are juvenile. That is not the way a great nation should be conducting itself. That is not the way the president of the United States should be conducting himself. So I enjoy the debate. You know, the people in New Hampshire have been great. They're opinionated. Let's have those debates about the issues. I'm not going to insult somebody, somebody's looks or somebody's dress or something like that. Uh, I wouldn't teach my kids to treat people like that. We have a 6-5 and a 3-year-old. We teach our kids to treat people the way you would want to be treated. Uh, yourself. So we will have differences uh, on issues. And, you know, one of the things I think about the former president and I appreciate he did do a lot of great things and I was a big supporter, but he's running in 2024. On the things that he promised to do in 2016 and didn't do. He said he was going to drain the swamp. He did not drain the swamp. Not even close. We ended his presidency with Anthony Fauci running the country. You couldn't even fire Fauci and so now you're going to go drain the swamp. Give me a break. He said Mexico was going to pay for the border wall. Do you see the border secured? I see people coming in uh, infinitum. He said that he was going to lock Hillary up just like he's now saying he's going to do a special counsel for Biden. Biden two weeks after the election in Ah, forget about it. Don't worry about it. And then he actually said he was going to eliminate the national debt. He added $8 trillion to the debt. We've paid down our debt in Florida. He did more in four years than any president has ever done to expand it. That's the record we should talk about. Uh, Don't worry about, you know, how he does his hair, how this all that. We got to stop with that. And here's the thing as Republicans, that will cause us to lose if we behave that way. There are millions of voters voters out there who do not like what Biden is doing to this country. They do not like the direction the country's going in, but they aren't going to sign up for a candidate who is behaving like that.
1: Look, I think he's I, we many many times in this show, I think there's a lot of validity to what he says. However, I think we have so people in the media and certainly the mainstream national media have so underestimated the absolute hatred that people have for this government at this day and age. And it it is different now. I don't know if it's gotten worse or it's always been this bad and we just weren't able to see it because there was no social media, there was no ability of people to find each other. But people are so despondent and let down and offended and feel betrayed by this government that while everything Desantis is saying, and we've laid it out on this show, we're certainly not going to be hypocrites and be like, "We didn't say that." It's true. Everything he says about Trump was a dumpster fire during COVID. All that stuff Trump did was horrible. Trump put Bill Barr in a position of power. He put Dan Coats in a position of power. He put the, he left Comey in, and then put McCabe in. All these things that Trump claims to be against, he helped enable. And that argument should work. But I think the Trump the Trump bond is about the people who feel totally screwed and betrayed and left behind and that this country has abandoned them and that the government of this country has abandoned them and they not only do they feel abandoned they quite frankly feel like they're targeted as the enemy and you've got to have somebody to be
2: the poster child for the opposition and I think it's Trump. And that's why he gets seeming carte blanche immunity yeah. from the consequences of his actions. Let's roll back the clock to a conversation you and I had. What was it on Friday about Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani, the former mayor of America and the scandal he's involved in now with a, a, a associate who was working under him, you know, having come over here, big bits. Um <laughs> And, I and you were ta- t- say it. Good well, job. and you were talking about how that diminished the stature of Rudy Giuliani. And isn't it a shame that this once, you know, prominent right. man is behaving in this way? Trump has done that and a lot worse. Yeah, Trump likes the big bits too. <laughs> He's talked about it and other things. He talked about it on tape. Remember the uh, uh, who was that entertainer? Was it Billy Bush? Or yes, so? Billy yeah, Bush. Uh, Billy Bush. That's correct. Okay, but. You know It it, it seemingly does nothing To his popularity Whereas other Republicans Like Rudy Giuliani We talk about Oh wow Isn't it a shame That we've really diminished His stature by this behavior But not Trump I don't Okay
1: right. before we go to a break uh, Trump was on True social media yesterday Uh, This is one thing I do While I hate What Trump is going through And I hate For the country What he's going through And it's just just Totally awful What Biden is trying to do to trump uh we are getting a lot of good social media posts out of this and you know on this show ethan when we read the trump truth social media posts we do play whitney houston's i will always love you and i read them in the voice that i picture trump pecking them out while the voice trump hears in his head as he is pecking the (laughs) the truth the truth post in question out with his thumbs are you ready yeah here we go How can my corrupt political opponent put me on trial during a campaign that I am winning by a lot, but forcing me to spend time and money away from the campaign trail in order to fight bogus accusations and charges? Is this going to be the future of elections in America? get a president, order his Department of Justice (laughs) to indict an opponent just prior to an election. Why didn't they do this two and a half years ago? Why now? Never happened before in the USA. This is all about election interference! (laughs) Exclamation point. Alright, let's take a break. When we come back, Elon Musk... He may have been injured. The fight with Zuckerberg. It may be off. It's Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC.
4: Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: Hey, he did it. He made it. Mike Pence has finally begged enough people for $1 that he's made the debate stage. It's the Kendall and Casey Show, 93 WIBC. Ethan Hatcher's in for Casey today. Kev's here. Uh, And you know me. I'm Robert Kendall. Uh, Okay, so Mike Pence late last night qualifying for the Republican debate stage. The threshold, I think, was you had to get two percent or maybe it was three percent in one of the polls and 40,000 individual donors. Look, he made it, Ethan. So this is it. This, che- is,
2: this is the beginning of the end, Rob. He is the dark horse candidate. He is going to just rocket right out of that gate and blaze a trail. He's going to catch on with the Republican uh, vo- voting prim- uh, primary voters. Um, and he is going to rise to victory, it, certainly over Trump. It would uh, it would appear he has as much chance of doing that as
1: after uh, after uh, yesterday, his brother Fredo does becoming lieutenant governor once Suzanne Crouch backed the bus over him. So, uh look he's in so you get credit you check the box that you're in but this is pretty pathetic and a total indictment of pence that you are you were in congress for over a decade you were a governor of a state you were the vice president of the united states and it took you until basically the today is what the eighth so two weeks
2: ahead of the first debate to qualify What an indictment on this guy, right? How sad is it that he has surrounded himself by so many clapping seals, yes men, I believe you call them the uh, good time gravy train brigade? Yes, the
1: gravy train brigade, yes. Yeah, gravy
2: train brigade, Um, the, the clingers on, and they have convinced him that he can somehow make a successful bid for the presidency when he has, by all accounts, crashed his reputation. He was a surefire loser for governor here in the state, and now he's, you know, He's surrounded himself with so many yes men. He actually believes is possible. It's. It, it'd be funny if it wasn't so sad.
1: Well, I believe it was the great philosopher and poet Eminem who once said about Moby, "You're too old. Let go. It's over." <laughs> and in this case, that that would also qualify here. It's over for Mike. Yeah. Kids. And there was part of me that was, and we talked about this many times on air. There's one part of me that said it would be hilariously tragic, emphasis on hilarious, if he didn't make it, and we would get. T- never-ending mileage out of that and as long as he didn't qualify we continue to laugh that he didn't qualify however now this thing will continue to drag itself out for the foreseeable future which will be even better because what a pathetic shell of what mike pence once was and there's absolutely zero path for him to ever not only be the republican nominee for president but to gain any sort of traction in this party and do we know is trump Confirmed he is indeed going to Or is he still playing cat and mouse Whether he's actually going to participate in the debate
2: Don't ask me I was going to ask you I figured well, You would know whether or not Trump was coming up uh, to the Debate stage he's ga- he's going to tease That for as long yeah, as he right. can he's going right. to wait the, Until last possible minute To uh, uh, let it be known one way Or the other
1: and I'm torn on that too because Obviously from transparency he should absolutely Get on that stage and tell people what his vision Is for the country and he should absolutely lay out How he wants to make America great Again again or whatever uh sure whatever their slogan is this time however from a pure entertainment perspective which is i've laid out i think that's what i'm at about now because the country is the country is going down the tubes regardless let's do what's best for our show i think i think the most entertaining and thing would be for him to not go yeah and then just just do his own event and see if he could beat the ratings, which I think
2: he absolutely could. You know I'm loath to do it, but I'm forced to uh, agree with you, Rob. Yeah, I yeah. think that you are correct, uh, although it would ultimately be better for the country uh, and for transparency if Donald Trump would choose to participate on the debate stage. Uh, ultimately, I think it would be better for his brand, his brand statement, to uh, give a big middle finger to that and not show up.
1: Okay, uh, there's a bit of sad news here. It appears Elon Musk has Injured himself. Now, Kev, I'm going to ask you to pop in on this because you were here yesterday. We were laughing at that hysterical tweet that Elon Musk put out about his training for the fight with Mark Zuckerberg that he doesn't really have time to lift weights. So he will bring his weights. (laughs) He will bring his weights to work with him and lift them there. And Kev and I had pointed out, Zuckerberg's going to kill him if he gets in an actual fight, because Zuckerberg, whatever you want to think about him, he's a little mousy guy, but he knows that.
2: Yeah, he does jiu-jitsu. Yeah,
1: he, I mean, he knows actually how to find a pressure point and do harm,
2: and let's face it, Elon Musk is a fat tub of goo. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> is it about the uh, fighting style, or is it about the weight classification? Because isn't that why they have weight classes in, like, boxing? Because the heavier guys can have a lot more power behind their punch than those uh, squirrely guys like uh, the Zuck.
1: Yeah, but, okay, you, you weigh more than floyd mayweather floyd mayweather would kill you ethan true uh, it's uh, like he would break
2: his leg or yeah, but something floyd is trained these are two untrained well, shots. i think
1: zuckerberg is look zuckerberg you say what you want about it like uh, is he is he ralph macchio out there
2: no so i'm not an expert on jiu-jitsu but i'm thinking that it's more than just pure strength yeah it's, it's agility yeah it's just the ability to dance around your opponent oh he's and make gonna him ninja dizzy. elon to uh, well, you know, he's going to take him down.
1: Zuckerberg's got like a cage, he said, in his backyard, didn't he? I mean, he's he's clearly got some. Ken Shamrock or someone who can teach him some MMA bull crap that once he takes the sweeps the leg once it, once Mr. Miyagi has him sweeping the leg that he's going to just you know break the guy's arm or something and you Elon Musk freely admitted before his apparent injury of lifting these weights at his office that he all he's doing is and the idea by the way the idea that Elon Musk so okay true story when I was when I owned my radio station in North Carolina I used to travel back and forth and so basically every two weeks I would take all of my belongings and put them in the back of my car and I would drive across the country. One of the things I put in the back of my car each week, every two weeks, was my weights, my 30 pound weights. And the idea that Elon Musk is doing the same thing, the richest man in the world, <laughs> as broke ass Rob Kendall was doing in his early 20s, that is hilarious to me. And now apparently he said, quote, exact date still in flux. I'm getting an MRI of my neck and upper back. Tomorrow may require surgery before the fight can happen. We'll know this week. So apparently, carrying those Okay. <laughs> I just have
2: an image of Elon on this <laughs> front lawn in front of his mansion, just bench pressing. He's <laughs> really ge- just really gearing up for this fight.
1: uh it's good stuff. So we'll uh, we'll wish him the best on his MRI and hope that he is uh, deemed uh, fit to. Uh, to proceed with uh, heavy lifting yeah. and high intensity
2: activity. This seems like a cop out to me.
1: It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Ethan's and for Casey. Uh, stick around. Voicemails coming up next.
4: It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317 559 PAIN.
5: I'm so sorry you...
4: 317-684-8444. That's
1: the phone number. 317-684-8444. 317-684-8444. Ethan Hatcher in for Casey today. Kev's here. Uh, We're going to get to the voicemails here in just a moment. But first, coming up in a little bit, and Ethan, you have seen the post in question. It appears a government official threatened me last night to weaponize his position of power in the in the town in which I live against me because he doesn't like my radio show and we were critical of a terrible choice he made that everyone in town is really upset about. Something. You have read it. Is, yes. that no, is that not... We just had Abdul in here and he is a man of the law and it appeared he said he would interpret it to be the same thing as well, what sayeth you? I,
2: I say that it could be construed that way for sure.
1: <laughs> uh, so we will next hour. How do you we, do it,
2: man? You're like a lightning rod for controversy.
1: Look, the guy made a terrible <laughs> choice. People are really upset about it. I had the audacity to point out and say, here's the terrible choice this guy made. This is the reason you're upset. I didn't make the choice. And because this guy's getting called out for making a terrible choice, now you're insulting this radio show and our audience and threatening to weaponize your position of authority against oh boy that's wild it's uh that'll be next hour we'll get into that but seriously with that one of the reasons we do these sort of things is because we we shine the light on what your government is and the people in it and it's happening everywhere I'm just really good at bringing it out of people, Ethan. And if you're going to admit what you are, if you have so little self-control that you're going to admit it in a public forum, then you need to be exposed because these sorts of things are happening everywhere. I have just been given the gift by the big man above to bring it out of people better than anybody else.
2: Are there any uh, legal, is there any legal recourse for this? Any well, ramifications? Well, Does he at least uh, get a strongly worded letter of condemnation?
1: Well, he's going to get a sternly worded segment on this radio show. Yay. And then, and then, uh, That's probably uh, well, better. I've got to re- I've got to consider all my avenues now because it appears, as you said, it appears this guy admits in a public forum, I don't like you and I'm in a position of authority and I'm prepared to weaponize that authority against you. So I, We're going to have to consider all possible avenues. We'll tell you about that coming up. First, let's get to voicemails. And by the way, coming up next segment, Hammer's going to be with us. Nigel's going to be with us. We have identified the crazy, well-assembled lady from the airplane. Remember the lady who was shouting, that whatever is not real? Oh, yeah. She has been identified. And even though Hammer's on vacation, he desperately wanted to weigh in on that. So we're going to have that next segment. But voicemails. Um, Yesterday, Kloppensteinstein and I, we were talking about... Uh, the state fair and the changes they made to the state fair. And one of the really good changes they've made to the state fair is that after a certain time, I think it's 6 PM, anybody under the age of 18 must be accompanied by an adult. Good call. And I actually saw someone not being allowed in the state fair as we were leaving on Friday. I know you were there to be a part of the hammer and Nigel show. And we both agreed That's a phenomenal idea because there is absolutely no reason for a minor to be dropped off at the Indiana State Fair. Look, they've done a great job of making the State Fair nice, and they've done a great job of trying to spruce it up. That area around the State Fair, not good. And it's never it's been a very long time since it's been good. And even if it were car- downtown Carmel, there's no reason for local youth to be spending hours running around unattended and with the propensity for now violence coming more and more frequently from people under the age of 18 in the city, I think it's absolutely phenomenal that they've said, if you're under 18, you're not getting in here without an adult.
2: Absolutely. I don't know why that would be controversial. There's precedent for this. There have been a number of fights, I believe, at county fairs around Indiana for a number of years that have led to similar policies being enacted because if you get too many youths congregated in one place and they have a lack of uh, respect and responsibility and discipline, then surely a uh, 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 problem are are quickly to ensue Uh, real quick before we get to this phone call
1: about this and many people have asked this in the YouTube chat by the way you can watch us on YouTube if you just put Kendall and Casey into your search uh, bar you will see us come up what the hell is that on your desk
2: Oh, what is that? That's the best looking eighty-two-year-old lady you'll ever see. Who is that? What is it? Uh, this is something I picked up from Barrington, Illinois. Uh-huh. I was uh, going to pick up records, and this was also at the antique shop I visited. Uh, those were at um, just a good-looking gal from the Columbia Statuary Company made who in nineteen
1: forty-one. It? Uh, oh, it's not like Marilyn. That's not Marilyn Monroe or yep. Judy Garland or maybe I don't I don't know who it is. Just a good-looking gal. And the statue is 82 years old. That's why you said it. 82
2: years old. You are. Well, this is like something that you would find on the side of a World War II bomber plane, getting ready to drop you know, things on the Japanese uh-huh. and the Germans. It's just cool. you know. And, and you are an appreciat- uh, appreci- yeah. appreciator of art, are you not? Well, you, uh, you're you an odd man, but I, I like you. She you're- is very well assembled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's play the voicemail. Let's go.
5: And like you said, when you were 15, 16, you know... You could be dropped off, and, you you know, you're not going to be carrying a gun and getting in trouble. Anyway, you're around my age, I believe, from uh, you talking and everything. But uh, same thing here. Back in uh, 94, 93, 95, we all used to go to the state fair on band day after football practice, and we used to have two-a-day practices, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. But anyways, in between, we'd go to the state fair because our band used to march and stuff. But, I mean, we were all 16, 17, 18. Some of them were 15, you know, freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors. Anyway, but we never thought about carrying a gun. I mean, we just went down, had fun. You know, like you said, spent a lot of money we had and went home. And, you know, the bottom line was I had too much respect for my father and my parents and just in general I already knew if I acted like that I'm not too much worried about the cops or the police I mean my dad's gonna bust my tail I mean (laughs) I like that
1: I I remember this and of course my dad as most of our audience knows he was a federal law enforcement officer and I remember I don't know how old I was 14, 15, maybe 13, whatever. But I remember him as you were getting to that age where you were going to start being a little more independent and out with your friends a little bit more that him very distinctly telling me, if you get arrested, do not call me. I am not going to help you out. And I knew with him that was not an idle threat, and that is why yeah. my dad never had any problem with me going places or doing things. He knew where I was going, but it wasn't like he would check up on me every minute because he knew that threat was real, and I would never, ever do something that was going to put me in that sort of position. That doesn't exist anymore. The Obviously, there are good parents who are involved in their kids' lives, but I'm saying as a collective... We do not have that instilled in so many kids now. And you see it play out where, unfortunately, the state fair has to enact policies like this, where if you're under the 18 age of 18, after a certain time, you can't get in without an adult.
2: No, I had, I had the same experience as you. Uh, my dad always said, you know, it doesn't matter how big you get, son, because I can always take you with a baseball bat. <laughs> well, well,
1: mine wasn't quite that bad Ethan. <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When do we come back, Hammer's going to join us from vacation. Nigel's going to be here, and we will. the The, the well assembled lunatic lady on the airplane has been identified. They both. Couldn't wait to get into it. It's coming up next. Ethan's in for Casey, 93 WIBC.
4: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at kisqal and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: The well-assembled lunatic lady on the plane has been identified. It's Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob. Ethan's it for Casey today. Nigel's here. Hello. hello. And joining us on the drivehubler.com hotline. He's on vacation, but he certainly wasn't going to miss this segment. Jason Hammer joining us from Myrtle Beach. Hammer, Hello. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry, you have to have Ethan in studio with you. <laughs>
1: Here we go. All right. Shut it, old man. So, okay. So, if you're not familiar <laughs> with who we're talking about, if you've been hiding under a rock the past month, this was at the first of July. This ran, really random, confusing event happens where this well-assembled lady gets up on an airplane and starts going ballistic. And this is what it sounded like.
3: I'm telling you, I'm
5: getting the off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the off, and everyone believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f***s, but I am telling you right now that mother back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can die with them or not. I'm not going to.
1: Uh, So she became the desire of men all across the Fruited Plain. Nobody knew anything about her. She has now finally been identified. Her name is Tiffany Gomez, and she is some sort of Dallas marketing executive who lives in a $2 million house. Hammer, I know you were totally in love with
0: this woman. I'll let you have the floor first. I've never been more turned on. (laughs) We're really... Have never been more excited. The fact she lives in a $2 million mansion, the fact she's rich, that just adds the cherry on top of the Sunday that is the crazy hot matrix here. And by the way, I'm not buying the story that's coming out of this thing that it was some sort of dispute over, you know, ear pods or headphones or yeah. something like that. I'm not buying that. Um, Nige could back me up here. We think. She saw Carrot Top, and if anybody saw Carrot Top who was on that flight, you can attest that dude does not look real.
4: N- Nigel, would you like to? Uh, would you like to chime well, in? He's right. Carrot—that wasn't a joke. Carrot Top was on the plane and witnessed oh. it. He was really on the plane and witnessed the whole thing and put out a social media post about it. And the only thing I have to say is, this is what happens when hot chicks and uh, champagne and Xanax. <laughs> I think it was just a really hot mix of champagne and Xanax. You know, you take a couple Xanis to get rid of those pre-flight jitters. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you Maybe have a Chardonnay or a champagne before you get on the plane, and you go from zero to crazy just like that, man. Now,
1: now Hammer, apparently, she tried to get back
4: into the— she got booted out
1: of the, uh, the plane, then she got booted out of the airport. She, like, tried to get back in and get back on the flight at one point. I mean, this chick is a train wreck.
0: To me, that shows motivation. To me, that shows gumption. That's a woman I will follow anywhere, Rob. Like, oh, you want me to get off the plane? Okay, fine. Not so fast, my friend. Uh, It reminds me of the time, and as a baseball fan, I I think you can appreciate this, Rob, when Mets manager at the time, Bobby (laughs) Valentine, was kicked out. And then a couple innings later, the camera shows him in the dugout wearing a disguise, a fake mustache and uh, sunglasses. It's kind of the same vibe here. Uh, OK, so
1: here is the question for you, Nigel. And then, Hammer, you can jump in on this, too. How did
4: it take so long to find out who this woman was? Yeah, trust me, if, if this woman was, you know, berating a trans person or hurling racial epithets uh, we'd know who she was and where she worked yeah. immediately the next day uh it work it just it just works differently like that doesn't it nigel's right
0: but nigel is 100 percent right that's
4: how it works
0: cnn and msnbc would have a truck a mobile truck outside <laughs> of her house if she said anything you know about uh, a minority but because it's a, as Rob would say, well assembled white woman, eh, not news. <laughs> okay, but
1: and, and part of me, obviously her behavior is totally inappropriate, but part of me feels for her because maybe, as Nigel said, there was some bad concoction or something because she doesn't appear to have tried to monetize this. She's not the cash me outside girl where she's trying to make money. She doesn't have an OnlyFans up, which she could make a gajillion dollars on probably. She doesn't appear to have really wanted this
0: limelight. Sounds like she already has money, though. Like that's the big difference yeah. here. Most of these lunatics you see in these viral videos don't live in two million dollar mansions outside of Dallas, where they're probably hobnobbing with J.R. Ewing. That's what it sounds like this woman does. Like, <laughs> and if you I, don't need the money, I, I, you don't I, I, go I, rushing into OnlyFans.
4: Yeah, in this article that I sent the link to you guys, I, I'm not entirely positive this is all you know above board legit information interesting it it could still be a work of some kind or oh like she like it was an act or some sort of thing to get famous i don't know but but it's it seems like she really just doesn't want to be found out who she is she's deleted her linkedin Uh, and this article that i sent you guys i don't know what the link was but it wasn't it wasn't like the daily mail type of yeah article so i don't know something still seems fishy to me uh
0: okay maybe nigel- she's not real maybe she's <laughs> the one that's not real put that tinfoil hat on maybe she wanted to deflect because she's not real
1: uh nigel you have something else for us what do you real
4: have quick i want to i want to play this for you hammer we talked about this uh, yesterday i want to get your guys opinion uh, because a radio broadcaster was fired uh in washington dc uh, washington commander's training camp and he made the egregious mistake of when a, a young female reporter walked by the broadcast. Here is Don Geronimo. You're not going to believe what he called this female reporter. It's so heinous and offensive. Please go ahead and play it.
2: Hey, look, Barbie's here. <laughs> Hi, Barbie girl. Hi there. I'm guessing I, I, I she's a cheerleader.
5: While broadcasting live on Thursday, the two men made offensive and derogatory comments on the air.
4: Uh, for, for the offense. <laughs> for, for the offense. Of, That's it? He called her Barbie. I can't believe it. That bastard. That's offensive and derogatory? And he was fired from his iHeartMedia gig. Wow. The sports broadcaster, Don Geronimo. What is
0: going on? Like, what is going on in sports right now? Because there's that guy, and then the Baltimore Orioles, the baseball team, suspended their play by play guy for saying that the Orioles haven't won in Tampa in a long time which is a fact and the, <laughs> there was a graphic on the screen and they suspended the play-by-play guy what is going on here both of these things are ridiculous well, it,
4: and the female reporter was aghast too she released a statement the most uh, you would have thought this guy called her a rapacious sea hag right <laughs> <laughs> but she in a fleeting comment walked by the live broadcast he was doing hey there's Barbie you Maybe she's a cheerleader. How dare you even think I would be so low? It's an insult to cheerleaders, by the way. Uh, the way
1: she acted. Hammer, we got about 20 seconds because I want to give Nigel time to promo what's coming up today. Uh, I saw you found Joe Biden on the beach down there in Myrtle <laughs> Beach.
0: Yep, if you uh, look at uh, at Hammer and Nigel on Twitter, <laughs> it's been retweeted. Uh, there's uh, there's Joe walking around with his hairy legs and <laughs> turning blonde in the sun.
1: It is so fabulous. You absolutely have to check it out. Hammer, man, have a great rest of your vacation. Thanks for checking in with us. We appreciate you. See you, buddy. All right, see you guys. All right, Nigel, what's coming up this afternoon uh, on the number one
4: show in the city of Indianapolis? Your Euchre partner, Attorney General uh, Todd Rakita, oh. coming on, rolling out a new parents' rights plan. It's big news. All also, Tuesdays with Tony Katz. Oh, yeah. 3 to 7, later on this afternoon, the Hammer Nigel Show.
1: It's always exciting to see if Rakita will take a veiled shot at me. Oh, That's I what hope he good. does.
4: <laughs> All and right, stick- I will laugh hysterically when he does.
1: Speaking of taking veiled shots at me, it appeared last night a government official in Brownsburg threatened to weaponize his position of authority wow. against me. We'll talk about that is. when we come back. Skittle Casey Show,
0: 93 WIBC.